opportunity, God, to be in your house today. Feel after the great presence of Almighty God. Thank you, Lord, for your great truth. Mighty hand. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, if you have a Bible this morning, Thank you, dear God. I'd like to turn to the book of Psalms this morning. Psalm 4. I'm going to begin to read. At verse 1, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity? and seek after leasing. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call upon him, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Verse 6, there be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Verse 6, there be many that say, who will show us any good? 
You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I would like to try to teach this morning a little bit on a person should know when they've got it good. A person should know when they've got it good. The first time that we find the word good is in the first book of the Bible, actually. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 4. I'll begin with verse 1, though. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, and God saw the light, that it was good. This is the first time the word good is used and found in the Bible. Everybody said amen. amen. I'm going to, in the same chapter, I would like to turn your attention to a later verse. That's going to be verse 31, which is the last verse of chapter 1 of Genesis. So Genesis 1 and 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Very good. Everybody said praise the Lord. People, we ought to know when we have it good. We ought to know when we have it good. One of the definitions of good is satisfactory. When you sample something, let's say, and you judge it to be good or satisfactory. God does things using the adverb goodly. Bible word, God does things in a goodly manner. It's important that we appreciate what's good. Obviously, the liar, Satan, the father of lies, he didn't um, value and or appreciate the good that God did for him. God gave him a great place, or in other words, a good place, But he became dissatisfied with it. He's basically saying, this isn't good. This isn't good. And so he displayed also discontent. He wasn't contented. Now the Bible tells us to be content with such things as you have. Once again, we need to know that we have it good. 
need to realize that. People need to know when they have it good. I'm afraid that the only way that some people are going to realize that they have it good is when they lose it. Because then they get a, the devil to see is telling them that it's going to be better. Going to be, if you like the word, gooder. <laughs> oh, my English scholars are going to get mad at me now. But, you know, sometimes we just identify with certain words now, don't we? Oh, God. Or, of course, there's that wonderful English blunder. It's going to be more good. But anyway, uh, people get convinced by spirits that over there is good. What you've got isn't good enough. Sometimes people need to realize that... Uh, along with the fact that Satan is a liar and the father of lies, and he never speaks the truth, even if he was to give, quote, something from God's word, as we have example in the scripture, yet he's going to misapply it. He's going to use it in a manner that is incorrect. And then... You come back with uh, what the Lord told some people who felt that they just knew so much when he said, you do err. He said, therefore, you do greatly err. Satan is a liar, and he's going to tell people, going to work in their heart, Get in their mind. And he's going to tell them it's good somewhere else. And unfortunately, people take the bait. It's been said even a fish wouldn't get caught if he didn't open his mouth. Or open your mind in this case to the voice of the enemy. But what happens is sadly, is that people don't appreciate what they have. They don't know when they got it good. They won't acknowledge it, and they open their mind and get caught. If you please, the word gin is in the Bible, and it's not talking about liquor. It's talking about which, but it, what the liquor that is known as gin is exactly what a gin is. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a net. It's a trap. And uh, the enemy lays lots of traps to catch people. And when people open their heart to the voice of Satan and let him begin to talk to them and give them his philosophy and his take on things, that's what happened in heaven. And a third of the heavenly host foolishly listened to him. 
he convinced them with his much speaking that uh, it was going to be better. It'll be gooder if you come and go with me. I've got better ideas than God. And so, they had to find out, as I said, sadly, as I've seen many people, unfortunately, do. And that is, they have to have a, a basis of comparison. They have to taste evil. They have to partake of sin. By the time, because our elevator does run a little slow, by the time they wake up and they get the focus of good and evil, realizing that evil is bad. Evil is destruction. Evil is darkness. Evil separates me. It's sin and it separates me from God. It separates me from life. It separates me from truth. It separates me from healing. It separates me from blessing. It separates me from salvation and from life eternal. Oh, that men, people, would know when to have it good. Good prayer. Good prayer to pray. God, help me to appreciate the good that you have put in my life. Help me, God, not to be dull. Get my elevator running a little bit quicker here. Let me get to the top. Let me realize. There are high-rises, tall buildings, some of them over 100 floors. you got to look way up. <laughs> they call them skyscrapers in some cases. And, uh, you know, if you get in one of those elevators that stops at every floor, be riding the elevator a long time. But they sometimes they issue a card and they've got a certain elevator in the bank of elevators, it'll say express only. And it 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 take you to the top in one shot. You step in there and put your card in. And you're gone, friend. You're on your way. Up, without having to stop in every place. Now, you know, we, we being human, we have a tendency to make a lot of stops along the way. We trip and we stumble and we fall and we make mistakes. And we err in our judgment and we find ourselves, as Jesus said to them one day, be not faithless. But believing, we find ourselves being faithless or without faith. We find ourselves 
not believe in God. We find ourselves, unfortunately, way too human. I'm going to turn your attention this morning to the book of Romans at this time. Would be the sixth book of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and then Romans. So the church is working hard. The church is out door knocking and visitation and and uh, doing what it's called to do. Go ye out into all the world. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So church is out doing that and they begin to reach people in Rome. Or as the Italians say, in Roma. <laughs> okay, whatever. And uh, so they they get a congregation together because these people were believing. Going to all the world preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That marvelous. He that believeth and is filled with the Holy Ghost shall be saved. Somebody told me that they visited a lost family member that had suffered tragedy or death in the family and a spouse at that and uh, just went right, right to it. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Unto what then? Were you baptized? Two of the most important questions that can be asked and hopefully answered correctly. Hopefully a person can say, yes, I got the Holy Ghost. And then you say, well, tell me about your experience. And hopefully they'll say, I begin to praise God and he filled me with his spirit and I begin to speak out in another language or tongue as his spirit gave me the ability to do so. I didn't know that language or how to speak that on my own. And unto what then will you baptize? Hopefully they will say in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you pursue and say, and what was that for? And hopefully they'll say, for the forgiveness of my sins. Then we've got somebody that's now born again of water and of the Spirit, and that's what got things started in Rome because they brought that message, the church, the church, the only church, body of believers, that Jesus ever birthed and sent them forth. And they were preaching that message, and people were believing that message. But you know, there were some that didn't know how good they got it, or they had it. Bible even calls them by name. Boy, I reckon the preacher and the Holy Ghost wasn't worried about offending. Now, were they? Hymenius, Philetus were named as two that would overthrow the faith of some. You don't want to be listening to anything that's going to overthrow your faith. You don't want to be listening to anything that's going to cause you 
to lose like the Satan and the third of the heavenly host, your first estate, your first dwelling place, your most important God-given place. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. That should not be taken lightly. He shed his blood for you. He took the stripes on his back for your healing. Oh, God is good. God is good. Many cried out. Day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, meaning the 50th day, Pentecost, the 50th day after the Passover. Still under the law in a transition time. And here they gather together because Jesus told them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus told them that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Because Jesus told them to wait there in Jerusalem until. They be filled, endued with on high, from on high, with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, on that first day of the only church that he ever gave birth to, Peter preached. Holy Ghost kind of pushed him forward, the 11 standing with him. Somebody left just a little bit before that, but you know, that didn't stop the church. It's never going to stop the church. You better decide very quickly and very firmly that you're going to do exactly what the Bible said. It said, stand. And having done that, stand! And that Jesus could describe you like he did John the baptizer. What would you have to see? A reed shaking in the wind? Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's not, that's not my man. That's not my church. That's not our people. They're not wavering. They're not swaying back and forth. They're fixed. They're set. They're settled. They're solid. Because they know God is good. They know what they've got is good. You know, for something, shall I say, to describe, if something's good and it's satisfactory, it's talking about quality. Quality. You have a quality. God is offering a quality salvation. It's not brand X. It's not a knockoff. You know. It's not diluted and watered down. It's not man-made. Paul said, I didn't receive this of men. I got this from God. 
and God confirms it. An example of something good and satisfactory in quality would be good food. This is a good time to use the word good. Good food. How about good corn? You don't want to. You don't want to be out there sweating and breaking your back to bring in a bunch of stuff that's no good, poor quality. Maybe run through with all kinds of pestilent pests. They said one time, they asked uh, about the crop dusting. We certainly have that in our area. And usually right about daybreak every morning, you can hear the plane heading out. Planes, maybe. And uh, they're going out to spray the crops. And a farmer was asked, does that work? Is that good? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? And he said, oh, yes. He said, we, we wouldn't have anything if we didn't do that. There's so many bugs, so many pests, so much that comes to destroy. There are things that you can think, and the devil would like you to think, that it's not necessary. Who needs that? I don't see that. I don't agree with that. Well, just because you don't see it, just because you don't agree with it, just because you're lacking in knowledge, and because your elevator is slow to get to the top, doesn't mean that it's not good and quality and right and needful. There's a lot of people that don't think the born-again experience is needful, but Jesus said, except you be born again of water and of the Spirit. You cannot. We don't like that kind of terminology. This world we live in does not accept that type of absolute. They're determined that there's always a way around. That everything is negotiable and arbitrary. But Jesus said, not so. He said, I'm the door. I'm the door. He said, if you're coming in, you're coming in through me. There is no way over, under, or around. But people are stopping at every every juncture, every floor, in an attempt to do just that. And people will hunt, and it doesn't, you don't have to hunt very hard. And that's because people that get in that kind of hunt, it's not a treasure. By definition, a treasure hunt means there's a treasure. And that's what your Bible said. You got to go and sell out everything. And then you come and you buy with faith. You come and buy without money, but faith. You come and buy that pearl of great price. That's Jesus. That's the truth. That's Acts 2.38. That's the body of Christ. It's a born-again experience. But you got to sell that. You got to quit stopping at every floor and every juncture and partaking of every sinful thing that's confusing your mind, cluttering your heart, putting darkness, great darkness, chains of darkness in your mind, in your heart. 
People sat in great darkness. But something gooder <laughs> came along. Something greater came along. Something worthy. That's the definition of the word good, by the way. Worthy. Everybody said worthy. You know, it'd be like um, if something's worthy, it's in good standing. You want to be a member of the body of Christ, but you also need to realize you want to be judged as a member in good standing. Everybody said amen. Yeah. Member in good standing. You want to be worthy. The word worthy is definitely in your Bible. You want a, a worthy name. Well, we've got that, don't we now? We've got the name that's above every name. We've got the name of Jesus Christ. And to claim that name but not be baptized in that name, you're in big trouble. You don't have that name. I told a retired banker just the other day, and I knew right where he was going to go. And I told him, I said, you're a father, you're a son, and you're a, a banker. And I said, but you know good and well, you signed that negotiable instrument, father, son, or banker, you're not getting a penny. You got to put your name. Well, he shook his head gravely. Yeah. You know, and I said, I like to tell him, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a senior pastor. I said, but there's only one of me. And if you see more than one of me looking at me, we, you better get your eyes checked. We'll clean up the glasses, the cheaters, the magnifiers, you know. I'm just obeying the Lord. It said, oh, magnify the Lord. You know? Everybody said, hallelujah. Come on, give God a big hand. Let me help you wake up. Everybody said, God is good. God is good. Give him another big hand. Yes, he is. Woo! Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God is good. So, the church, the body of Christ, Peter is inspired forward, steps from among the crowd. The eleven are with him. He begins to preach as the Holy Ghost that comes in the name of Jesus. That is sent in the name, the worthy name, the good name of Jesus. And he gets done preaching. As the psalmist said, many, many are asking about good. Men and brethren, what shall we do? The whole known world. Representatives were gathered together. They heard the preaching. They heard the word of God. Okay. They judged it. This is good. What's the next step? What shall we do? Well, that's exactly what took place. Here in Rome. You watch the pattern. It's the same. Over and over. There's going to be some variations. In method. 
Sometimes you throw out a hook. Sometimes you put out a net. That, that can be a little variable. But there's no variable about the plan of salvation. Whatever net you use, whatever attempt and way you attempt to win somebody, you've got to get to right down to the, shall we say, the brass tacks. You got to get down to the bedrock. You got to come down to. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you did? And to what then were you baptized? They said we were baptized by John the Baptizer. Boy, that's good. What a great recommendation. You know, there's some names you could call leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. You know, I had a I had a guy sat right here. And I've seen the Holy Ghost call his name literally many a time. But you know, he never would listen. He never would sell out. His pride. I was baptized by so-and-so. Well, little did he know that so-and-so was witnessed to by us. Mr. Crusade Man. Worldwide. And when faced with the good word of God, the scripture, the truth. He said, well, you know, he said, ah, you know, my weasel showed up. Well, you know, I'm, I'm like John the baptizer. And I'd like to say, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, John might come back and slap you silly saying that. But he said, I am. I'm like John the baptizer. He said, I'm paving the way for you to come in and give him the truth. Oh. So he's never obeyed the truth and he's never taught anybody else to obey the truth. You know, some people are going to die with their hand on the threshold. Having never entered in through the abundant entrance that is ministered unto them. Repent. Be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The church went forth preaching the gospel. And they got to Rome. And they got people that did just that. And they began to help these people to get rooted and grounded and settled into the word of God, the good word of God. Because many, many, everybody said many, many, the psalmist said, four and six. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Well, that's where we enter, church family, right there. We've come to show you good. Okay? We've come to show you good. We've got... Need to know when you got it good. Need to know when you got it good. Need to know it while you got it. 
Not after you lose it. Not after the devil coaxes you in, tempts you in, lures you away. You know the Bible uses the term a good conversation. That means a good lifestyle. A good style of living. Ooh, he'd be styling. Well, you better be styling with Holy Ghost Jesus. Okay? You better be styling with what God values. You want a, a good conversation. I don't want the applause of the world. I don't care what they think is good. I care what he who is good says is good. That's what matters. God looked at darkness. God looked at sin. God said, let there be light. Now, you know, men... Men love darkness. Satan and all that third of the heavenly host. And the men or people, men and women, people, that they've invaded their minds, twisted their thinking, shaped an environment through iniquity, or lawlessness. You don't have to obey anything. You don't have to. There's no rules. You do whatever you want to do. God said, let there be light. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Why to get mad? Because they're being uncovered. Comes to light. Like the preacher that was invited to preach at a church, one of our churches, and pastor asked him to come in and preach for the weekend. So he came in, and all of a sudden, he had the preacher sitting in his office, kind of meditating, chilling out a little bit, getting ready for service. And the pastor comes walking in with his arm over the guy's shoulder, and Tells the pastor, the, the visiting pastor, serving as an evangelist. He says, hey, I want you to meet Brother So-and-so. He's one of the best men in my church. <laughs> and the visiting pastor, evangelist, barely looked up. He said, no, he's not. He's in adultery right now. Said the man collapsed on the ground. Broke down weeping. Uncovered. Uncovered. Now you know it's kind of like Samson. Samson out there going around and around in circles, lost all his strength, got a terrible haircut. Hmm? Eyes have been put out. Got no vision. You know, the devil wants to take away the vision. So, a little remembrance came through the fog and the darkness. A little ray of light. 
like a laser beam, got to Santa. He said, you begin to pray. Oh, oh yeah, God, in prayer, and I can talk to him. Yeah. Okay. He was so depressed. He was so heavy laden down with sin. He knew he did it wrong. He knew he messed up. Satan's just beating him down with that. Little sharp, laser-like ray of light, accompanied by hope, faith, came into Samson's heart. And he prayed. He asked God to give him the victory one more time. It could be avenged. Oh, don't you want to pay the enemy back? It's not a person. It's the devil. It's, it's, you know, I say it all the time. If, if you've got cancer, we don't hate you. We hate the cancer. We're not against you. We're against the sin. What's destroying? Destroying. And so, God answered Samson's prayer, didn't he? So it didn't have to, it didn't end on a down. For the Bible teaches that the victory that God gave Samson, oh, God is good. <laughs> God is good. Man, the victory that God gave to Samson was more accomplished in his death than in all the victories he had in his life before. Just whoop the socks off the enemy, if you please. You don't have to. You've got to wake up and decide who you're listening to. What voice you're giving heed to. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a voice. The Bible said it. Such a voice. An excellent voice. It comes from heaven. Trying to encourage you. Didn't just say, have courage. It said, be of good courage. Be of worthy courage. Hmm. Let's have some courage that's got quality to it. Oh, yeah. And it'll stand up in the crowd. It'll stand up among its peers. Be of good courage. Courageous. Not going to shrivel. Not going to back down. Not going to weasel out. Wimp out. Not going to do that. Going to stand. God is good, church family. This good God, who is a spirit, and the heavens of the heavens cannot contain, who sits upon the circle of the earth, he came in the flesh. And that flesh gave us an example of a good lifestyle, a good conversation who when he was reviled, he reviled not back. 
and many other such like things. He gave his back to the whip. He gave his head to the crown of thorns. He stood there and took it when they spit all over him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a lamb, he was led to the slaughter. Yet he opened not his mouth. He took it. He took it. He took it for you. He took it for me. He took it for us. I tell you, God is good. Because he did all that, and here we were enemies. Here we were showing ourselves contrary, disobedient. Minds filled with strong desires to go to every level. Stop at every floor. Get involved with every sinful thing. What a nice one. John the Revelator heard the words. Come up hither. I'll show thee things which are coming. You don't have to stop at every level. Come on up there. Put your prayer card in. Put your faith card in, and we'll we'll just express you right on up. Oh yeah, you're surprised how God can help you to bypass a lot of lumps and a lot of bumps and a lot of misery. He just routes you right through all that stuff, right around that stuff. Get on by. How nice was that? How miraculous was that? How gloriously good was that? When a man with legions of devils. The Bible teaches Jesus casted those devils out. A man who was spending his life cutting himself Self-inflicted wounds. Want to blame everybody, but no, it wasn't everybody. It was him. It was him. Doing it to himself. But of course, we know. I look back on a few things before I came into church. I had a friend, and I know now that he was full of the devil. I watched five cops try to handcuff him behind his back, and they couldn't do it. Just full of them. And many other things that I don't care to talk about. But I, that's the benefit of being here and looking back. Back then, in the midst of it, I didn't know anything about having a devil. I didn't had never read the Bible. I certainly didn't have the Holy Ghost. I wasn't baptized in but this good God gives us such a good advantage. He gives us the difference, friends. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Listen to Romans. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 3. 
verse 8. I'll just break in here. And not rather, as we be slanderously reported. You mean people actually slander the pastor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and others affirm. So you got people on one hand slandering. You got people on the other hand saying, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. I always like the one that um, that I gave my wife the black eye. My wife said, "You didn't give me a black eye." She said, "I had surgery." I said, "Well, I know that. You know that. And the doctor knows that. And the nurses know that. But somebody don't know that." Slander. And others stand around saying, "Yeah, yeah, that's right." <laughs> it's amazing. Well, it's just one of many things. And not rather as we be slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say. So in other words, what this is saying is that there were those that were saying that the church and the pastor and the apostle were saying, let us do evil that good may come. He said, whose damnation is just. In other words, look out, they're going to they're gonna get it. Or as the guy in the Navy said, they're cruising for a bruising. You know? So no wonder he made it clear, shall we sin that good may come? He said, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Romans 7. Romans chapter 7, verse 18. For I know that in me, everybody said in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. You must, church family, be born again of water and of the Spirit. You must be baptized in Jesus' name. You must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's God's good plan. That's God's good salvation. That's God's good answer to the problem that we're all born with and concluded under. Called sin. Everybody said amen. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. Oh, I want to do good. I want to do right. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. I just find myself doing it wrong again and again and again and again and again. Now you could take, you know, you could take uh, extreme, simple, plain, obvious, evident example. A guy that's an alcoholic, and he just can't stop. He just keeps on it. Saw a man the other night. I was. It was dark. Wife and I was after church, a little late after we finally had gotten away, and we went down the street, turned right, and just as we were turned right, here came a guy 
in the dark, stumbling in front of our vehicle. Thank God we saw him, and I slowed down and braked, and I let him go. The bottle hanging out of his hand, you know. But I'm sure he knows it's no good. But as the writer said, listen to it again. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Verse 19, for the good that I would, I want to do good. He said, I do not. But the evil which I would not, I don't want that. He said, that's what I do. What he's describing is the problem of this flesh. You must be born again. God looked at darkness. And God said, let there be light. What was that first, second moment like, huh? Well, what was it like when you get the Holy Ghost? How great is it when you get the Holy Ghost? And darkness is casted out, dispelled, banished, and it vanishes. And you're, you're a, the Bible used the term, you're illuminated. That's a Bible term, the book of Hebrews. After that, ye were illuminated, he said. Hardy, over here. You get, you get this Holy Ghost, and everybody starts, Hey, man, that's great, that's great, oh, I'm really happy. No, it don't work like that. It said, after that, you are illuminated. You endured, you endured a great, Fight of affliction. Thank you. Everybody's not going to be happy, <laughs> especially lost family members. They told me and she said, Phil, they'd rather we divorce than be like this. Well, you know, again, experience and time and distance and reading and studying and praying and living for God, years. Yeah, I forgot. They they also predicted we would get divorced. But I don't know if they noticed that we didn't because they were so tied up in their own divorces. Hmm? And by God's grace, let me see, September, October. 46 years and two months. I'm going strong. In Jesus' name. You know, I'm telling you something this morning. God is good. You need to know when you got it good. Gentlemen, you need to thank God for that wife. Wives, you need to thank God for that good husband. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, the real part of it is that prepositional phrase, in the Lord. Thank God for that husband that's in the Lord. Thank God for that woman that's in the Lord. Thank God for those children that are in the Lord. Oh, yeah. I had a woman stop me parking lot one day, not too long ago. And, uh, she had a, a card, and 
one to let me know have some product. I said, okay. And um, I told her, I said, I'm here to teach Bible study. She said, well, where are you from? I said, Belgrade. Belgrade? My son's in Belgrade. In jail. Just what she said. She told me he was the number one, numero uno, number one draft pick in hockey. But got in with the wrong crowd, listened to the wrong voices. Now he's in jail. She said he blew the whole thing. Blew the whole thing. People need to know when they got it good. And nobody's got it good like Holy Ghost people got it good. Your worst day is better than their best day. Romans. Everybody said praise the Lord. Okay, 12 and 2. Starts off in verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, he's, he's beseeching. He's, he's just about begging you. By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Nobody is asking you to do any unreasonable thing. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. I don't care how frowny, smiley Myrus is doing it. I don't care how unlady gag me with a maggot is doing it. I don't care how Kanye's doing it or his KK wife. I don't care whoever these celebrities are. Don't care how they're doing it. Be not conformed. Forget their trends. They come and they go. You think you're the first one to wear that kind of tie? I wore that tie 30, 40, and 50 years ago. Things have a way of, you've heard it said, what goes around comes around. Yeah. Be not conformed. Actually, you know, if you go out and you buy the hippest thing, you're very foolish because your little hip thing is going to be out of style the next season. You learn about staples. You learn about things that are always in season, that are always considered classic, you know. You know, that's enough of a fashion for right now. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, I'm telling you, you get here by Acts 2.38, by repenting, by getting baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You stay here by repenting, overcoming, and being renewed 
in the Holy Ghost. That's what keeps you saved. Everybody said amen. amen. So, why am I going to do all that? Why am I transformed by the renewal of my mind? What for? That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You got some proving to do. You got some proving to do. You can scream all day long, I'm an apple tree. But if there's no apples, after a while, nobody's coming to your tree. They don't go where the apples are at. And if they're kind, they'll probably say, okay, I'll check you out again sometime. Whenever your season comes around and you can produce. Proof. The Bible even talked about the proof of your love. A lot of people say, I love God, I love God, I love God, I love God. While they're doing every kind of sinful and ungodly thing, hateful thing. Like I said, the, the alcoholic or the, the guy with the tracks running up and down his arm or between his toes or whatever, or under his tongue, all kinds of things that they do because they're helpless and hapless because they would do good, but they have no power to do it. But after that, you receive the Holy Ghost. You receive power! All power over the power of the enemy. I'm going through a rough patch. That's why you want to listen to the instructions. God's word. Given to you through the church. So that we can get you through the rough patches. The difficulties. Everybody said amen. amen. That we can teach you how to repent and overcome on a daily basis. So that you can get that renewing of your mind. I had a man tell me. Oh, yes, I did. I could call his name if I wanted to, but I'm not going to do that. But he... I told him, I said, everybody in town knows you. Some have known you for many, many years. And I said, what am I going to tell them? I don't care what you tell them. I said, well, I care about the name of Jesus. I care about the church, the body of Christ. I said, what am I going to tell them? He said, well, tell them I lost my mind. Because obviously I have. That's exactly what he said to me, verbatim, right there. Now, longer than from wingtip to wingtip here, I could name just a few of the things that we did for him. But that doesn't do any good now, does it? Jesus said, for which good work do you stone me? Is You can get 
in the wrong spirit, pop a finger. Example, somebody cuts you off in traffic. You're hitting the horn. You're speeding up. You're going to catch me. Just like, come on. <laughs> Three seconds before that, you were singing, oh, I love Jesus. You sound like such a way. You know, you're just going after it. You know, you think you sound that good. I know when I sing in the shower, I think I sound great. Until my wife hears me, she says, honey, stop. Okay. Okay. See, I, I sing really, 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 really good when I sing with Sister Williams because I just, I just mimic, I just mime. You know, you think I'm singing, but I'm just miming. And it's really her voice we're hearing. So I'm just, you know, coasting along there. But I got to be careful lest I deceive myself, right? And I let, it, I let it come out with the volume up, and then all of a sudden I, <laughs> oh boy, everybody knows now. Okay, everybody said hallelujah. All right. So I'm in Romans, <laughs> and uh, we did too. Let's go to 9. Tells you to let love, that's the Holy Ghost, be without dissimulation. You know, you got the Holy Ghost. You don't do certain things. You don't act certain ways. You don't think in certain patterns any longer because you've been delivered. That is saved, changed, transformed. Yeah. 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 So this Holy Ghost is going to be without dissimulation. It's not schisms and breakups and pull-offs and all that kind of garbage. He said, abhor that which is evil. It means you should detest it, you should hate it, you should, Ew. you know. It's like showing me, you want an olive? Ew. I'm like, no. How about a mushroom? You, know, you get the feeling I don't like mushrooms and olives, right? Well, that's the point. Abhor that which is evil. For me, olives and mushrooms are evil. I just don't do them. Now, my wife, she loves both of them. So I give her all of mine. Everybody said hallelujah. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Huh? I don't know. What do we like? Big Mac? Somebody offers you a mushroom burger, and you're like, ah! How about a Big Mac dripping with all this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it becomes obvious. You know, it becomes obvious. It should be obvious in your Holy Ghost experience in life that you don't want anything to do with worldly, trendy, sinful things that lead away from God, but that you're cleaving to. I mean, you've got a grip on this. You're cleaving to it. This is good. Church is good. Bible reading is good. Praise 
is good. Shouting, dancing, singing before the Lord is good. Cleave to that which is good. You miss church once, just remember the second time it's a little easier. And from then on, it just gets, you know, that much easier. You're overriding, overriding, overriding that voice and that signal and that pounding away that's trying to wake us up. You ever read your Bible about, came by and said, I've had somebody to visit and I need some, I need some groceries. Said, oh, man inside was sleeping. He said, no. He said, I've already shut the door. Everything's bedded down. But that guy kept knocking. He kept pounding. Until finally he woke up the man that's inside. And that's what we got to do. We got to wake up the inner man. So you let the preachers preach. You let the word of God go forth. You let the hammer break the rock in pieces. And you get awakened. You get awakened. God knows we need to get awakened. Very easy to fall asleep. Don't get overconfident. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Verse 21. Listen to Romans chapter 7, verse 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. How about that? Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Good. When something is striking in appearance, she has a really good Holy Ghost standard of dress. He cuts a striking figure in his manner of dress, deportment, demeanor. Yeah. Good. Good means also morally excellent or Bible word virtuous. One of those things that you're told to add to. Everybody said praise the Lord. Yes. Well, that's the 21st verse. I hope that you will keep that one close to your heart. I am done with Romans, but I would like to turn to 1 Peter in conclusion. I, I, I'm sorry the clock is messed up. I guess if I subtract an hour, it must be time. Okay. Message heard, received loud and clear. I'm working my way to ending. 1 Peter, chapter 3, and I'd like to give you verse 11. 
Let's back up to verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. I'm going to move on because, boy, I could work on that right there. Okay. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Follow it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Verse 13, And who is he that will harm you, if ye be followers of that which is good? Verse 16, Having a good conscience, having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Everybody said praise the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 4, flip a page. Verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards. You've been entrusted with something when you're born again of water and spirit. You've been put in, something's been put in trust for you, and you're to be a good steward, a good manager, if you please, of the manifold grace of God. Oh, he is good. He is good. Many, many are asking. Many are asking. Third John, just keep flipping some pages and you'll get there before Revelation and before Jude. Third John, verse 11. Beloved, girls, boys, gentlemen, men, Follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. So, let's just go direct with that. Follow that which is good. Everybody said, God is good. Everybody said, God is good. Everybody stand. Now, please. Fooled you, didn't I? Flip that one in. Boy, you're shocked right now. I had to just bring you out of your stupor. Everybody said, God is good. good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You want to follow that which is good. You can come on. Anybody that's helping in the singing, come ahead. We began and we end with. Listen to it now. There be many, everybody said many, that say, who will show us any good? First day of the church. What shall we do? The whole known world was represented. What shall we do? My lawyer Anthony back there. You better run yourself right up here, young man. Get on this front pew. Yeah. Many. Many. 
There are, there be many that say, who will show us any good? Enter us. Enter the church. There are people everywhere. No time for you to get off at some crazy floor on the elevator. When you're called to the top, you're empowered to take express, go to the top. People need our good conversations. When they see how you're living, when they hear their mind is comprehending, their ears are hearing, their eyes are seeing, they're witnesses to the good change in you. Well, you know, I kind of, well, we can take care of kind of. If you'll pay attention and work with us. If you'll ask God to help you have a good spirit. We can, we can do that. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands. God is good, church family. God is good. The Lord said it's very good. Very good. What I have done. You want God looking at you and saying, man, look at the work I've done. It's very good. That's what you want God to say. Yeah. Come on now. Come on, Sister William's going to sing and I'm going to mind. <laughs> Woo! Come on yeah, feeling good. Oh, yeah. Lord, you are good in your mercy and you're forever. Lord, you are good in your mercy and you're forever. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good in your mercy and you're forever. Lord, you are good.